Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by Coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome in to the Morning Five podcast. Today is Wednesday, July 12th. It is hump day. And as always, it is brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Billy, today we are 22 days away from the NFL, 23 days away from high school football, and 45 days away from college football. It's getting so much closer, and today with our Pop Culture Wednesday, (laughs) I guarantee you a couple of things that we're going to play is going to make it just that much better a thousand percent (laughs) a thousand percent dude uh yeah some of the themes we have today i know are going to be football related uh and it's just going to make football i mean i mean we're tomorrow tomorrow we are three weeks away from the nfl starting yes yes i mean that's just and and then on friday we're three weeks away from high school football starting now these countdowns are for preseason so the nfl's hall of fame game is in three weeks from tomorrow, which starts about six months before the regular season starts, it feels like. Uh, and then <laughs> high, high school football has um, two weeks of, of preseason. But still, we're, we're going to get some football here soon, and I, I can't wait, dude. I'm jacked up for it. It doesn't. Yeah, it's hard to believe. It doesn't, it, it's, it's crazy because down here in Georgia, it doesn't feel like football season until halfway through football season. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and a lot of times, you know, you, you talk about baseball, how baseball doesn't really – get going until it's 90 degree weather well for me like i, I prefer football when it's like cold I, yeah, you know what i mean you know that, that's that's something funny I, I i also do for sure but for every other sport it feels like there's a time in the calendar when i start taking it seriously but football's not one of those sports you know what i mean like baseball i until we get back to back 90 degree days i really don't start paying attention to baseball for, for basketball, I really don't start t- paying attention to basketball until New Year's. Once New Year's or around Christmas, but, you know, especially once the New Year rolls in, that's when I start paying attention to basketball, you know, more intently. For football, it's day one, man. There's no there's yeah. no switch that has to be triggered in my brain for me to take football more seriously. Now, I'm one million percent on the same train you are. I'd rather watch and play football in, in the cool uh, than in, you know, 90-degree August day for sure. Uh, but, yeah, football is not one of those sports where I have to have a trigger to take it seriously. Yeah, it's uh, – for me, I mean, I agree with you. Like, I, I love watching football regardless of the weather. But it's I, – I would prefer it just because football is one of those sports that you just love to watch it in the cold. It's just better. It's better that way. <laughs> There's nothing better than a snow game. There really isn't. I mean, th- there is nothing better than a snow game in – you don't get them a ton in college. Uh, you, I mean, you do get them, but you don't get them nearly as much as you do in the NFL. 
Uh, you can't tell me there's there's a better setting than Buffalo, New York in January when it's 10 degrees and there's snow on the ground and these people are out there on the gridiron just battling it out in the elements. There's nothing better. Yeah, it's pretty great, honestly. Probably why it's the greatest sport in the world, right? We'll go with that. <laughs> uh, Billy, today is also National Pecan Pie Day. You a pecan pie fan? Pecan, nope. pecan pie. Pecan pie. Pecan pie. Absolutely not. Pecan pie. Pecan. Yeah. It's uh, it's pecan pie. Oh, no, no, it's pecan. Nope, definitely not. It's pecan. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I'll I'll you're, have you're it. You're not every a big pecan fan I'll... though, right? Like you don't you, you, no, you don't not, like it? I don't. Yeah. I don't want... I'm not a big nut fan. You know yeah, that. Eh, you know, hey, teach their own. I'm a big nut fan. Love nuts. Uh, yeah, I'm pecan logs, pecan pie, anything involving pecans, I'm a fan of. Uh, we grew up, we had a pecan tree in our backyard, so sometimes for snacks, we would just go back there and pick up pecans off the ground and crack them open. Uh, also today, Billy, National Eat Your Jello Day. Are you a fan of jello? Oh, absolutely. I love I love Mason Jello. I, I am too. Are we, are we, are we talking the actual gelatin or are we talking like jello pudding because i'm good with both the honestly. gelatin the gelatin yeah yeah um, i'm good with both yeah me too i'm a fan i'm a fan of the uh the gelatin jello as well as anything like jello shots um pretty big fan of those too uh today is also uh amazon prime day billy uh you got you got your eye on anything on amazon uh i've been searching and searching and searching trying to find just the right moment to buy and i just haven't found it yet i'm i'm there's a couple of things that i have in my my mind yeah oh billy right now i can assure you that i have about 25 tabs open on one of my chrome windows and as we've been going through this open i'm still browsing uh through prime deals so uh if if my family is eating cardboard with salt on it uh for the next couple of months is because i've spent every single dime i have on uh, on prime day deals on stuff i really don't even need um it's yeah it's, uh, there's a lot of a lot of electronics a lot of stuff on here for sale oh paper towels there we go paper towels on sale over there that'll come in handy i don't know when but it might come in handy it's so many deals on here uh billy last night the all-star game wrapped up the national league beat the american league three to two for the first yeah. time in 10 wow. years billy 10 years since the nl beat the al it's it's insane and it it you know for i actually turned it off i was oh. like i, I can't, I can't oh, you're I can't. a bad you're a bad guy that's on american i, I know I oh know. my I, god I, I bet you didn't watch the whole super bowl either did you yeah i did on american that's terrible um i but i i turned it off because it was just couldn't it got to the point where i'm like man it's just the same old song and dance for the national league and then no face. I missed the one. I know. Golly. Dude, listen. And if you go back, and you could probably pull this up really quick, but if you go back, the amount of times the National League has won in our lifetime, especially my lifetime, it's probably a handful of times. I was going to say it's probably around eight, I would think. Yeah, it's not much. And I'm 38. <laughs> yeah, so I would say probably eight times the past 40 years it's probably been eight times since the national league won i don't feel like yeah. i don't feel like the national league ever won in the 90s i feel like they lost every single time yeah thanks jeter <laughs> yeah 
I mean, it was like we'd, we'd go out there in the 90s, and I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. I hope the Braves guys do good because I know the National League's not going to win. Uh, yeah, the American League would, would always would always kill yeah. us. It was, I hate Speaking it. of the Braves guys last night, they did not show out. No, they didn't. That's fine, though. We're, we're saving all of our juice for the second half of the, of the actual season. Uh, the Braves players go one for nine last night with five Ks. <laughs> Um, although Murphy did have a great throw down to second in the first inning to get a Rosarina. Um, that was yeah, a nice, nice hose. And I think he threw it to Arcia. Yeah. Yeah. Arcia had the tag, right? Yep. Yeah. And tagged him in the face. It was awesome. Yeah. Arcia <laughs> felt pretty bad about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a, that was a little, that was a little unfortunate, but yeah, a Rosarina did get tagged. That was such a bang, bang play. It's not like it was intentional or anything. Um, and here's here's the bad thing. So for the next uh, two days, yeah, two days, we, we're not going to have baseball <laughs> at all. Well, that's true. That's it's true. Uh, we don't have baseball. We don't have basketball. We don't have football. We don't have hockey. This sucks. Yeah. The, on, <laughs> the only thing we have today and tomorrow is tonight we have Atlanta United soccer. Um, but, yeah, other than that, we got – is the – Do what? The SPs are tonight, too. Oh, boy can't wait to not watch that look pat pat's gonna be there so I'm, the I'm sellout the sellout pat mcafee's gonna be there sellout sellout pat mcafee uh yeah have fun with that i hate the espies um yeah, i i think that they should have wrapped that up years ago it'll be it'll be interesting to watch well well it, it, i don't know man i i am maybe i need to tune in uh, maybe I need to tune in because the SBs, in my opinion, has been played out. It's one of those. It's like it's like an, it's like an old dog. You gotta take it out back and put it down at some point. Like you, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta do. I don't know. It's just boring to me. It's just, it's just boring. I'll, maybe I'll check it out tonight. There's, it's, it's tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll check it out tonight. I don't know. I'll probably watch it later tonight. We'll see. We'll see. You might have talked me into it with that convincing argument there to watch the SBs. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Elias Diaz. Wins the MVP for the National League, going one for two with a huge two-run bomb that put the NL ahead in the eighth inning. But you didn't see it because you're a bad American. I know. I, I'm about to go watch it on social right bad now. Guy. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. Bad guy. Bad guy. Can't believe that. Tell me about the Cowboys. This is your team, man. I would tell you about the Cowboys, but these deals in the Amazon Prime Day are just too good. There's a pillow. <laughs> there's a pillow on here. I found pillowcases for like four four ninety nine. Look at there. Oh no, eight eight seventy nine pillowcases. Man, these deals are amazing. Uh, yeah. The, <laughs> so we missed yesterday. Uh, yesterday's breakdown of the NFC East was was the commies and the and the Giants. Uh, missed yesterday because I, I don't know if my alarm went off or I didn't set it or I turned it off in my sleep. I don't know what happened. Uh, but I set four alarms this morning just in case I missed that first one. Uh, so yesterday's breakdown was going to be the commies, the Giants. Nobody gives, nobody cares about those. Commies are going to be terrible. Giants are, are going to be good. Giants are going to be competitive. I think the Giants, once again, are probably going to compete uh, for, a, um, for a wild card spot. But today we have the Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys are hoping to end their 26-year Super Bowl drought in 2023. Despite winning 12 games in both 2021 and 2022, the Cowboys are at an uncertain crossroads. Staff and roster changes over the last two NFL seasons have raised expectations. Uh, the decision to let offensive coordinator Kellen Moore depart, stupid, and replace him with Brian Schottenheimer, also stupid, uh, will lead to an identity change in a solid unit. Losing Ezekiel Elliott 
Losing Ezekiel Elliott is also painful since the team opted against adding a more capable ball carrier than Deuce Vaughn in the draft. They'd be wise to re-sign uh, Elliott for depth reasons. Uh, Billy, so far, Ezekiel Elliott has not been signed by any NFL team. Does that shock you? Yeah. Yeah, it does. I, it, he's... He's not as a dynamic as a running back as he used to be, but at For the sure. same time, he's still very, very valuable in my opinion. And I think he could do bring some value to some some other um, team for sure. Yeah, you you can't tell me Ezekiel Elliott can't be effective eight to ten plays a game. You just right. even even if you don't even want him to run, even if you want to bring him in for pass blocking, he is still one of the top five pass blocking backs in the NFL. I'll, and I'll I'll fight that oh, no to death. So no doubt. Yeah, the Cowboys the Cowboys running back room looks like this. Tony Pollard, great, uh, great A back, could be a top five back this year. I fully believe that. After him, we have Malik Davis, Ronald Jones, and Deuce Vaughn. Who? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, exactly yeah. Um, so I'd love to see Zeke come back on a, on a team-friendly deal. I don't know if that's in the cards. There's been rumors about it floating around. Uh, everything begins with Schottenheimer getting more out of Dak Prescott, who is usually as consistently good as any other non-elite quarterback. But he has to do so without a star tight end this year. Losing Schultz and then replacing him with a rookie who was overdrafted is a difficult proposition. The team also needs more out of Michael Gallup, who was invisible last year after coming back from a torn ACL. Billy, do you want to know who our tight ends are? Tight ends, the staple of the Cowboys for a long, long time. Schultz, Witten, there's another one in there that I'm forgetting about. There was a third one in there, but we've had elite tight ends for a long time. Do you know what our tight end core looks like this year? Hit me. Uh, Jake Ferguson, Peyton Hendershot, and Luke Schoonmaker. I've literally never heard of any one of those. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a Cowboys fan, and they and all I'm suck. A, I'm a football fan. I've literally never heard of any of them. <laughs> That's our tight end core. Uh, Dan wow. Quinn's defense is the final piece of the puzzle this year for the Cowboys. Forcing turnovers is one of the least predictable things in the NFL, yet he's accomplished a rare feat by harvesting a feared unit that's excelled in creating big plays. If he does it again, the Cowboys can have a super, can have super Bowl aspirations. The defense is going to be monstrous this year. We are going to go as far as A, our defense takes us, and B, Dak Prescott wants to take us. I mean, Diggs is yeah. back. Jaron uh, Curse is back. Stephon, uh, Stephen Gilmore is back. Leighton Vander Esch, Micah Parsons, uh, Demarcus Lawrence. I mean, the defense has got dudes all over the place flying around the ball. Malik Cooker is still there. Um, so I, I'm pretty juiced about the defense, not terribly juiced about the offense, mainly because I'm not a, a big Dak Prescott fan. Um, but we'll see. I mean, the looming problem for Dallas is overcoming the Eagles, obviously. Philadelphia has a deeper, more impressive roster. Dallas isn't far behind, but they have no chance of winning the NFC East unless Dak Prescott can get back to his 2021 level. I don't think they win the NFC East. I don't think they've done enough on offense. I don't think they're deep enough on offense. Uh, give me the Cowboys at an 11-7 record this year, finishing second in the NFC East and getting a wild card spot. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to go 11 and 7, but that'd be really impressive. 11, it'd be 11 and 8, wouldn't it? 11 and 6? 11 and 6. I can't add up. 17 games? 
I can't add. Yeah, I think they're gonna be essentially. I think they're gonna be one one <laughs> one win worse than last year. They're gonna play eighteen games this year. I included the playoffs. Okay. All right. <laughs> That makes sense. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, I think they're I think they're one I think they're one game worse this year than they were last year. It'll be interesting. I'm uh, the NL or the NL the uh, the <laughs> NFC East. <laughs> the NFC East is always a really tough division, regardless. Um, yeah. It's always been really really strong, um, and and you got to traditionally. So I, I love watching the NFC East when I'm not watching the Falcons because there's so much talent there and there's there's always a battle and it doesn't matter like yeah Philly's handled it but Dallas has always been there it's I swear probably if you look at the history the NFC East has been won I don't know how many times back to back it's it's been won in the past 20 years you know what I mean right right it's I mean that's it's sort of the same song and dance as the NFC South I mean yeah, you know, it's I I feel like the East, top to bottom, is probably closer, um, but I mean the NFC South and the NFC East, like you just don't uh, both of those divisions, they're they're just so back and forth on who's going to be the elite dog in that division. Right. It, it makes for great competitive football when the teams meet. Yeah, exactly. Billy, do you need some deer and a rabbit repellent? <laughs> they got that Price for forty seven percent off right now on Price Amazon Prime. Still not focused on. <laughs> I mean, the, the deals here are just insane. I'm going to spend so much money today. <laughs> uh, I mean, All right, so let's, the food let's storage. get to our Pop Culture Wednesday. We've been, <laughs> we've been uh, teasing this. We've been talking about this for since last week when I first brought this up. But we're, we're going to do our top five sports TV themes. I love it. I love this idea, Billy. This is a great idea. It is. It's the toughest list I've ever I've had to come up with. Because there are so many really, really good TV themes that I've had to leave off. Like, it's it's ridiculous. Some of them are, are like, iconic that you you immediately know as soon as you hear it. Just, yep. you know, for instance, like, what one that I've left off, and I'll just go ahead Uh-oh. and say this, is, is the Fox NFL TV theme. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I did too. I've left that one. So it's, but it's iconic and it's, you know, partially, you know, thanks to our buddy, Matt, Matt Skinner, who played this every single time on, uh, Red Zone. Oh, you can't say, come on, no, no, can't say that, can't say that, can't say that. Allegedly, he allegedly, (laughs) he allegedly played it on a, on a, on a radio station named Red Zone. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we can talk about that. We. (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to get called into the principal's but, uh, office again and get uh, equated to Huey Louie's chips. Well, here's the thing: we can't get we can't get slapped on the wrist anymore. I, I don't or, know. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't slap on the wrist. I was a kick in the balls. No sh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. So, how about this? Last the last couple times we've kind of gone. Um, you know, you've done your list. I've done mine. How about we go uh, top five and we go five to five to one and you and i swap back and forth on 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 order i love it i love it so we both do our fives both do our fours both do our threes etc yes hell yeah let's do it hit me up give me your first five billy what's what's number five on your list baby this one is iconic okay and it's just one of those songs that you hear and you immediately get excited plus the, the music is just ridiculous and there's a story behind it that i i just found out that i i love it even more all right 
It's the NBA on NBC theme. It, it's iconic. It's it's just truly iconic. It's and, it's it's not bad. Yeah, I'll give it to you. It's not bad. And John Tesh wrote this. Okay, so a lot of people, and I'll say this, um, John Tesh wrote it, and he, I just saw a video of him talking about it. He came up with the idea for the song while he was in a hotel somewhere that didn't have a didn't have a piano, and he called his answering machine and said here's my idea for this uh basketball and nbc theme and he just started like singing it through his mouth <laughs> that's awesome and, <laughs> and it's the funniest thing and he actually like there's a video out there that he actually like uh, is at a concert and he plays the uh the actual tape from his uh his answering mis- machine which that's is the amazing. coolest thing ever. it's awesome yeah, all right. So that's not a that's not a bad number five, but I think the true number five is this one right here, Billy. And Billy, we had the exact same number okay. five. Okay, yeah, exact same. And folks, we didn't know this list beforehand. Billy, Billy and I did not swap answers beforehand so this this is the first time we're being able to hear uh what our top five is so uh, nba on nbc is top five is is number five on the billy and mine's list that's crazy yeah Uh, the fact that you and i both had the same one is is a weird start (laughs) at the same spot yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) go ahead with uh your number four all right number four This will be near and dear to our hearts. Boys, get ready, because we're going to the gridiron. Sunday night football. I mean, you can't hear that and think of anything else. What, What my mind immediately goes to is just a is just a cold northeast football field. You hear the voices, you hear the commentators, you see them out there warming up, the quarterbacks warming up on the sideline. It reminds me of, of, uh, of Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, one of those guys playing a cold weather day on a Sunday night late in football season. Yeah. That's a tough one that I had to leave off. Oh, so, no! Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's rough. That's rough. That's, that's in my opinion, that is the best football theme song but you have it at number four i do you're right okay all right hit me up with your number four billy all right my number four this one so you and i are both uh big 10 guys right we were ohio we're ohio state people absolutely through and through however anytime i hear this theme i get excited It's the CBS theme for 
college football. It's a good one. It's it's a good one for sure. Uh, I, I just I just you know I'm not a, I'm not an SEC guy. I don't watch a ton of CBS football, so it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't bring up a lot of emotion on me. But it's it's it does it's not because it's a bad theme song. And and the Big Ten's gonna be on CBS here in a year or two, so I'm sure that that theme song will that that's the that that is the best college football theme song right there in my opinion. That that's that's the best. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I completely understand. I've been listening to a lot of the college football, and you got, like, some iconic ABC themes, you know, things like that, but it's – some of the stuff lately is just garbage. Do, do, do you? I'll ask you this. Do you have any more college football themes on your top five? No. Okay, good. Because if you had game days, I'm coming to city, song on there, I was going like, to no. come over there and punch you. I hate that song. <laughs> no. <laughs> such, a, such a terrible, terrible intro to a great great thing all right billy what's your number three hit me up with your number three however i do have an espn theme and this is this is an iconic theme as well okay that's monday night football right Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I don't mind. It's definitely iconic. Uh, it's, I don't, for, for me, it's a little bland. I don't, I don't know why. But certainly oh, iconic. Come on. Certainly iconic. Oh, oh yeah. It's I, one of the, it's one of those theme songs. I mean, they even made videos or they even made commercials about it. You know, when you talk about Monday Night Football, they, they had people like singing the theme kind of under their breath. You know, yeah, on those commercials. For sure. It's. Oh, it's that's one of those things that you you knew exactly what you were about to watch a thousand percent it's monday night football i think one of the things the reason has lost some juice over the years is the matchups on monday night football they haven't been as prime time for some reason the commentators too yeah 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 that's... the commentators for a long while after they got rid of mike Tirico has been garbage it's and been then finally garbage. they got joe buck i i really See, and I'm one of those people that I actually am. I like Joe Buck. Well, I'll be um, a lot for of a people can't partner. stand him. <laughs> I, I hate, I hate Joe Buck. I hate Joe Buck with a passion. I like him a lot. I can't stand him. They need to get RG three uh, on Monday Night Football. I, I like him a lot better. He's he's a lot better than um, a lot of the people that were between him and uh, Tarico. Because I loved watching Tarico. Game. Well, that's like saying a pine cone's better tasting than a turd. I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, technically, it, a pine cone does taste better than a dog turd. But it's, uh, all right, my number three is not going to resonate with probably ninety percent, probably even more. I'm going to say ninety nine percent of the people that listen to this podcast. My number three is not going to resonate with it with anybody. Um, but it's one of my top three. It's one of my top five favorite themes to any sports thing. And it, it's number three for me. I know of 99% of the people that listen to this podcast have never heard that. It's it's the intro to Formula One, uh, and I've I've that's been ingrained in my head since I was 14, 15 years old. Uh, that theme song and going into it and playing the video games like that theme song is everywhere. Uh, I love it. I think it's really good. That bass drop right there is so cool. 
And, you know, back in the day, you had Murray Walker talking over, who was just an iconic uh, commentator for, for Formula One. So uh, that's why it's in my top three, man. I love that one. Okay. I get it. Yep. It's just, yeah, that's not my thing. No, so, for I mean, sure. I, for sure. Yeah, I, I completely understand that's... that. And, and my number one is not on anybody's list I've seen so far. Um, it's a, I think it's a very unique number one, but it's, it's, my, it's my number one for a reason. Yeah, my, my number one's, well, my, my number one's weird, but we'll what, go with it. I think I know your number one. What's your number two? So my number two is probably not, well, I think most people who grew up in the 90s will will love my number two. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, I grew up in the 90s. It's, it's, a, little, it's a little bit different. Okay. Um, it's not something you will expect on a... I would say on a, a like one of the top four, the ABC, NBC, you know, CBS, Fox, you know, the, that kind of thing. But this still was iconic for me. And this, of course, is the... CBS theme for the Atlanta brand. That's what I thought it was. Oh my dude, I haven't heard that in in years. Okay. I like that. I, I like that, man. That's uh I, yeah, I like that. That brought me back. That brought me back some memories. I actually just downloaded that song and put it on my phone um and started playing that at the beginning of um Gavin's Travel Ball. So like when they took the field, I would I would start playing. That. <laughs> nice, nice. I love that, dude. That's uh, that's good. That's a good shout right there. A lot of good memories uh, are are associated around that theme song. Um, I went I went a num I went a different way with number two. Uh, I couldn't leave this one off my list. It, it's the most iconic. I don't know if it's the most iconic opening theme to anything ever, uh, but it, it's near and dear to my heart. Um, it's uh it. I mean, I mean, you just can't you can't hear this, and you don't instantly flash to where. I swear to God, if it's what I'm thinking it is, which I think it is, <laughs> this is gonna be funny. You ready? Go ahead. You ready? Yep. still there though nice velvety smooth hands you can't you can't have the i mean the masters is just i mean you hear those bells and it's just it's amazing it's it, it you just flash back and you you can see the greenery you can see the azaleas uh you can see the pine trees falling on top of people uh it's i mean you just instantly flash back to some of the greatest some of my greatest golf memories of my entire adult life I mean, watching Tiger win, and what was that, 19, I think, is when he won again? Yeah. I mean, watching yeah. him do that is just, I love, I'm a huge, I'm a huge golf honk, though. Like, I watch, if, I watch every single golf swing of every single golf tournament, usually. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge golf fan, so, yeah, the Masters, iconic, amazing, beautiful, lovely, fantastic. Yeah, okay. Well, give me your number one. So, All your right. number one is My number one is very unique. Um, and I, I don't, 
I don't know if a lot of people are going to know this, uh, but it was one of the most fun, exciting times in my life. And this was, I still go back and watch the things that this theme is associated with right here. Billy, I don't even know if you're going to get this, um, but this is my number one. This is my most iconic theme to any sporting event or anything like that. Man, Chuck Liddell coming out, Mauricio Shogun, who a Damian Maya. I mean, that just brings back Kevin Randleman. It just brings back so many images and fights and amazing things that happened in the late '90s and early 2000s with the UFC. Uh, big UFC, big MMA fan, and that was the pinnacle of that sport. Is, is when Lesnar was in his younger days, around you know around UFC 100. Before that, with with Randleman, with Chuck Liddell, with Mauricio Shogun, who with um, with Forrest Griffin, with Stefan Bonner. I mean, there were just so many great UFC fighters and so many iconic memories are tied to my sort of teenage years with that introduction. And uh, I, I love it, man. That like the in, in, in the imagery with it, it's a gladiator rubbing his hands in dirt and standing up and getting strapped in to do battle as a gladiator. I love that intro. Absolutely no doubt in my mind that is my number one theme i had that number one theme before i had anything else on my list yeah it's i I, i'll be honest i've never heard it but that's i'm not a big ufc guy right right so it's not like that's that's a good thing about these themes a lot of these themes are based on your your fandom bingo and if your fandom was like for me like mostly it's going to be baseball and 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 football um you know but there's a lot there's so many out there i mean some of the some of the lists that we got were insanely awesome (laughs) i mean just insanely awesome And, and, and one of the ones i left off that abner had on there um was the uefa champions league theme uh and I, I just couldn't knock any of my top five off for that one, but it is it is very iconic. It is a very very iconic theme for sporting events. All right, my number one <clears throat> is iconic. Okay, I just, th- I think I know what your number one is. I might be wrong, but I think I know. Yeah, this one's this one's iconic. Yeah, we're going back to Augusta yeah. National. Yeah, I, I can't argue with that. I really can't. Man. I mean, it's, that's just, it's, it is, it's, it's super iconic, man. I mean, you can't hear this song and not flash back immediately to the blooming azaleas, the bright green, beautiful. I mean, it, it's, I live for the Masters, man. I just, thank you. Yeah. Hopefully this year I'll be at it, but you know, we'll see. Yeah, when's the lottery? Lottery's coming up, right? The lottery's coming up. End of July is is when they announce. So I can't wait to get that email again for the I don't know thirty ninth millionth year. Are you were selected? Thanks, pal. 
Oh, Bryce. Yes. <clears throat> you know how we were talking about what's on tonight? Um, yeah. Right? Yeah. We were talking about the SPs and... Uh, right. Atlanta United. Yeah. You, yeah. Know, you, know, you know what else comes out today? 4K. Quarterback. Oh, that comes out today? Today. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> what, what channel is that on? What's it on? On Netflix. Oh, sweet. That's So it, it's probably out right now then, what, isn't it? Yep. All right, podcast over. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> uh, dude, I, I thought that didn't... I thought that was like a week or two away. I didn't know that. Sweet. Awesome. That's great news. Is that today? Um, so that is our that's our that's our top five uh, sports themes. We'll be putting those out on social media to let everybody know. I think that's a solid top five for both of us, man. I think we had yeah. we had a lot of eclectic choices in there. We had some uh, I had some F one, some golf, some MMA, football. You had some baseball. Um, I, I thought I'm I'm surprised that you didn't have hockey night in Canada on your top five. I really thought you were going to have hockey night in Canada on there. Here's the thing, I, I'm. When I was watching hockey, I wasn't watching Hockey Night in Canada. Okay. Because it, it, it just wasn't this, like, that wasn't what I was watching. I was watching mostly, like, the, if I was going to pick one, I was going to pick the NBC, um, Hockey on NBC. Gotcha. Okay. All right. That, that was That was when I was watching. That makes sense. All right. I like it. Uh, what do we got score-wise from yesterday, Billy? All right. So, yesterday on the Marine South scoreboard, uh, the FCA softball camp, um, I... Bryce has one score, and I think I've got a couple more. Um, Bremen defeats Hurd County 6-1. to one. Um, I think Carrollton, let me double-check this. I think Carrollton beat Bowden 6 to nothing or 6-1. to one. Uh, Getting scores is a little tough for this. Well, I've got a, I've got a parent um, who is beating me scores. So um, I believe they went 2-0. Uh, let's see. They beat Alexander six to one yep. or eight to yep. two yesterday. Carrollton did, and they also won against. I want to say against Bowden. Uh, let's see, Carrollton uh, beat Bowden six or seven to nothing. She said she wasn't sure, exactly sure. <laughs> so, um. Those FCA games don't mean much. Um, I mean, they're sort of like preseason. As, yeah, yeah, they're all preseason. Preseason warm-up type and, deals. Dude, I've <laughs> you and I were talking about this yesterday. I've gotten six of the nine schools, um, actually seven now. I just haven't put it in. I've finally got um, Harrison County. Awesome. So I've got Harrison County's. I've got seven of the nine schools softball schedules. And they, and they start like August sixth, right? Like legit, like legit the regular first, season. First game. Yep, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Billy, can I interest you in some uh, artificial grass tiles for your deck? <laughs> I'll, I'll pass. I mean, I mean, they're selling a nine pack. They're twelve by twelve for forty seven ninety eight here. Uh, it's a, I don't know what I'd use these. Oh my god, I could make a I could make a golf simulator. I might put these in my cart. All right, let's head to the Smith's Floor Coverings Games events calendar. Uh, the FCA softball camp today, Bowden versus Stars Mill at 9, Harrison County versus Forest Park at 9, Carrollton versus Cedartown at 10-10, Mount Zion versus Cass at 10-10, Temple versus Alexander at 10-20, Bowden versus Bremen at 10-20. That'll be fun. Carrollton versus Mount Zion at 11-30, and Her County versus Harrison County at 11-30. 
Also, uh, in the MLS tonight, Atlanta United will face off against the New England Revolution. Uh, that begins at 7.30. You can hear the, or watch that on Apple TV and listen to Mike Conti and Jason Longshore on the uh, United Radio Network. Uh, yeah, I, w- I wish I could take off and get out there for that Bowden Bremen softball game. Uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be a good. I know it's preseason. I know it's I know it's an FCA team softball camp doodly dad. Uh, but you, you, Bowden Bremen don't ever play, and it's not. I want to beat that other team. That, that, that it just doesn't happen between rivals. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. That's gonna be that's gonna be a great game. Bill, you ready for another cup of coffee, man? I need one, buddy. I need one. Let's do it. Hey, actually just announced the 2023 Bowden Baseball Kids Camp July uh, today and tomorrow. So if you want to get out there, I think they're still taking signups 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. today and tomorrow, uh, ages 7 to 14. I think they're taking walk-up signups if you want to go out there. I don't think you get a shirt if you have a walk-up sign-up, but they do have a baseball camp out there for the kiddos if you're trying to cram one last camp in before, uh, before school starts here in a couple weeks. Uh, another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strong, Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Did you? Are you friends with Hannah on Facebook, Billy? Yeah. Did you see where her son is playing? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Cooperstown, yeah. New York. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> How amazing is that? That is. That's cool. The the pictures are cool coming in from Hannah. Really proud of Jackson. I'd be even more proud if the young man decided to play football again because he is a he's a tight end. He's a he's got a tight end body. Uh, and I really hope he uh, starts playing football in the fall and not baseball. Uh, Rob Manfred, who Billy likes to call Manfrod. I'm right there with you, though. Uh, he said Atlanta is in the mix for the All-Star game in 2025. Damn well better be. We got it stolen away a couple of years ago. I'm not a big fan of it. But, you know, let's let's get it back to Atlanta. I was thinking about this yesterday. Um, or no, t- Monday. It sure would have been nice to see a home run derby at, <laughs> at Truist Park. I like. I was thinking about this, nice. Billy. I don't know if Truist Park is a good park to have a home run derby from oh, a, a fans in attendance point of view. Oh please, yeah it is. I just don't. I oh. don't. I don't think it is. And I, I completely one hundred percent disagree. The only reason I say that is because of the lack of seating in the outfield. There's only a little bit of lack of seating that's basically in dead center. Everything else is there's seating all the way across. Yeah, but there's no upper deck. How cool is it to see in home run derbies when someone goes and hits it in the Dude. upper deck? You know what I mean? Dude, if someone hits it beyond the bleachers and in, in, in the outfield yeah, at Truist Park, nobody's gonna be that's there. A shot. Nobody's gonna and be there. It, if somebody hits it over the uh, chop house. That thing is going to go into the battery, and to have video of people like scrambling for a baseball in the battery would be awesome. Yeah, I get. I just, I, yeah, I don't. I don't think it's a good stadium. I don't. Th- I think it's a good stadium for a home run derby to watch on TV at home, um, but I don't think it's a good stadium to be in attendance to sit in the outfield and try to catch home runs. Because I, I, I don't know. Just, dude, I I would be thrilled to just sit be in attendance. Like, give me up the first baseline and just let me watch. Absolutely not. Ab- uh, oh, a million percent absolutely not <laughs> if i'm going to a home run derby i am getting a second mortgage on my house and i'm sitting in the outfield damn it i am not sitting on the first base side of a home run derby absolutely not oh hold on i got a rant about this i'm glad you brought this up i got a rant about this hey mlb 
When we send kids out there on the field to shag fly balls for the home run derby, here's a crazy thought. Make sure they know how to play baseball. Make sure they know how to catch a baseball if you send them out on the outfield during a home run derby. I saw kids out there that looked like they'd never even put on a glove. I saw one kid trying to throw a baseball with the glove in his left glove on his left hand, or excuse me, glove on his right hand. He put the ball in the glove on his right hand and tried to throw it that way. How about we do a little warm-up or a little class with these kids and make sure that they can actually shag fly balls before we throw them out there to dodge line drives from Vladimir Guerrero Jr. How about that, baseball? How about that, MLB? Mr. Rob Manfart? How about we do a little investigating on these kids before we throw them out there to the Wolves and put them in left field where these guys are just hitting piss missiles at them? That's that's a big fail on baseball's part, in my opinion. Better? Uh, yeah, I, I, I clipped that and sent it to Rob Manfart. <laughs> title, title the email, Morning 5 Guys Hate You. Dusty Baker, uh, the American League uh, manager on Shohei Otani, is the most talented player I've ever seen in baseball. Wow. Now, Bryce, this is saying something considering that Dusty played with Hank. Yeah. Um, I, I can't argue that. I mean, he's he's doing stuff that Hank didn't do early on in his career. Now, we'll see we'll see what he his longevity is. Barry. Do what? He also managed Barry. Barry Bonds? Yeah, uh, he's a cheater. So you don't. I mean, he doesn't even get considered. Before he was a cheater, he was he was Hall of Fame. Uh, and I'll die on that hill. We don't know. He didn't play long enough. Not a cheater to know if he was a Hall of Famer. He would. I promise. He might have. You don't know. You don't know because steroids helped him recover. Um, yeah, I mean, Dusty. If Dusty says it, he's been around for a long time. Uh, he's almost as old as Coach Jetmore. Um, so yeah, if, he, if he, he's seen a lot of baseball. Uh, the attorney says Northwestern fired Coach Pat Fitzgerald for cause and that a pending lawsuit will be coming. Yeah, this whole thing stinks from the high hell. Yeah. It <laughs> stinks. Yeah. The, the rumor is that Pat Fitzgerald and his lawyer will be showing up to the courtroom with purge masks on. Um, so I don't, you know, I don't know if that's true or not. That's, just, that's the rumor going around. And they're going to write all uh, everybody that they're trying to sue on a whiteboard. Uh, right, in, right inside Pat Fitzgerald's uh, office. Uh, Kirby Smart says he's the first to admit that there is still a speeding issue up at UGA. Dude, did you see the rest of what they're arguing about? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so if, if people haven't been aware, you should probably read up on it. But there, there are... There was a AJC article that came out that basically said that there were sexual assault issues in the Georgia program, along with the speeding issues. Yeah, and, and players showing and up to support Smith. other players and in, in the issues and stuff. And you know, I yeah. I don't know I don't know how much truth there is to that. I try not to trust any paper agency that's going to make you pay to read their crappy news article online. Uh, AJC, yeah. I'm talking about you. Um, so, you know, it's, I mean, how many kids does Kirby Smart have up there at the University of Georgia program? 80 plus. Uh, yeah. I mean, a hundred easily. And from what I understand, this sexual assault happened with a kid that was not even on UGA's team. He was a, he was a recruit that was coming in for a visit, I think. Right. Uh, like I said, yeah, it, I, 
I, I don't it's, remember all the details. It's it's it, stinky. It feels but, nasty. Yeah. Yeah. It, it feels like Urban Meyer in Florida in the early 2000s. That's what that's what it, it feels like. It, it feels like something that you and I don't typically touch. Right. But it, it has to be it has to be discussed briefly because it is Georgia. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and neither one of us is saying that Kirby Smart's a bad guy. Like, no, absolutely. No. Not. Um, Urban Urban Meyer is a POS. Uh, but by, by the way, by the way, let's say this allegedly. <laughs> oh yeah, we don't want to get sued. And, and it's tough for it's tough for Kirby because he's following arguably one of the greatest human beings in the history of the world in in Mark Richt. Like, say what you will about Mark Richt on the field, he didn't win the big games. It is what it is. Mark Richt was a world class human being, and he put that first in all of his programs in. In this day and age, unfortunately, you can't always do that in a big-time college football program. Um, uh, yeah. So, you know, it, it is what it is. I think that's one of those things that you just keep an eye on. I don't think there's anything to to worry about now. That the speeding, the kid went, was going, I think, 88, 88 and a 55. Um, and, dude, we've all been there and done that. You know, high school, college, zooming, trying to press kids. It's just in the microscope more because of the because of the death we had earlier this year up there in Georgia. County this year. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, uh, the NBA approves rule changes on coaches' challenges and flopping. Flopping will now be, uh, I believe, a technical foul. Yeah, you have to shoot free throws. So yeah. good, and, like and you get an extra, you get an extra coaches' challenge. I love. Um, this is a good thing. So I'm, I'm happy with the NBA appro- approving this. I wonder how many uh, flops LeBron's going to have to be hit with before he's ejected from a game. Oh, beats the hell out of me, but it's going to be interesting to watch. Yep. Uh, uh, Saints Alvin Kamara agrees to plea deal, no contest, to a lesser charge in his uh, little altercation that he had out in Las Vegas uh, last year. Yeah, this was weird, too. That's very weird. He had 30 hours of community service and will pay the alleged victim uh, (laughs) $105,000. It's weird. Yeah, I that's. I don't know how he got away with this. Kamara and three we, other men, including under the rug. Yeah, uh, they were arrested for battery charges against injuring a man. Kamara and three other men. So it was four v one. Uh, they injured a man outside of a nightclub on the eve of the Pro Bowl in Las Vegas on February 6, twenty twenty two. So uh, yeah, I, very 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 odd situation. Uh, Billy, and today in nineteen twenty eight, the first ever televised tennis match happened. Nineteen twenty eight, almost a hundred years ago. Wow. wow. Yeah, pretty crazy. That happened around the, the first football and the first baseball one. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, I think it's probably a little bit easier. You only need one camera for tennis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of a smaller, a smaller place where you're playing tennis than football and baseball. The ball moves a little bit, but it doesn't move more than about 50 feet either way. <laughs> yeah. You got anything else to add today, man? No, let's get out of here on a hump day. Let's get out of here on a hump day. We will see you all tomorrow morning. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbor. Just shake them. Shake your neighbor.